This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, September 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Blue dogs set to bark. No relief for farm income in 2019. And retailers and crop advisors struggle with cover crops. Moderate Democrats roll out rural agenda. Remember the Blue Dogs, the coalition of conservative to moderate Democrats, played a pivotal role in the House a decade ago before being decimated in the 2010 midterm elections? But today the group is gearing up for the November elections by announcing an agenda for rural America. House Agriculture Committee member Tom O'Halloran of Arizona, who leads the Blue Dogs' new special task force on rural America, is scheduled to outline the plans to the news media today. The recommendations will include proposals for improving rural health care, as well as riders for regulatory reform and addressing veterans' issues. Keep in mind, Democrats are widely expected to take control of the House this fall, so the Blue Dogs will likely be an important factor in the next Congress. However, a lot of these Democratic gains are going to be in the suburban, not rural districts, which are still deep red. These are exceptions, of course, such as Republican Rod Blum's first district seat in northeast Iowa. Also today, a coalition of Republican state welfare chiefs will try to ramp up pressure on the farm bill negotiators to reach an agreement on ways to tighten work requirements for food stamp recipients. The Secretary's Innovation Group is holding a conference call between the media and state officials from Texas and Kansas and welfare reform advocates. Farm income is likely to dip again in 2019. The farm economy is headed for another dip next year. That according to the latest forecast from economists at the University of Missouri's Food and Agriculture Policy Research Institute. The forecast calls for net farm income to drop another $3 billion in 2019 to $69.5 billion. Farm income is expected to fall by a similar amount this year, despite $4 billion in direct payments from USDA, which are expected to go out before the end of the year as a result of the Trump administration's trade assistance package. These numbers could change if the administration goes forward with the second round of market facilitation payments to offset the impact of retaliatory tariffs that have been imposed on U.S. farm exports. Government payments this year, including the MFP money, are expected to total nearly $14 billion, up from $11.5 billion last year. Meanwhile, the economists expect farm debt to continue rising. The debt-to-asset ratio of U.S. farmers is expected to be 13.4% this year, up from 13.1% last year, and rise to 14.6% by 2023. Retailers, advisors making little headway on cover crops. Farm input dealers and certified crop advisors say they're encouraging farmers to consider cover crops but aren't making much headway. That according to a study funded by the Walton Family Foundation. According to a survey of the upper Mississippi River Basin states, 9 out of 10 retailers and crop advisors say they've provided cover crop products and services in the last two years. But that business still only accounts for 5% or less of their revenue. The biggest challenge to getting farmers to adopt cover crops is the lack of evidence of their benefits. That according to 55% of the retailers and crop advisors who responded to the surveys. One of those surveyed said he was mostly flying blind when making recommendations to his farmer clients. 
The study makes several recommendations for increasing cover crop adoption, including conducting more research specific to different regions. The retailers and advisors say they need specific information they can use in their regions, including data on proper termination and planting dates and the best regional seed mixes. The Senate passed Farm Bill includes a number of provisions intended to promote cover crop adoption. One provision would allow crop insurance premium discounts for practices such as cover crops and precision irrigation. Another provision would allow scientists to link USDA farm data to assess how well conservation practices work. Former USDA exec hit with retractions. The prestigious Journal of the American Medical Association has retracted six studies co-authored by Cornell University professor Brian Wensink, the former executive director of the USDA's Center for Nutrition Policy and Promotion. Wensink, who studies consumer behavior on food and nutrition, oversaw development of the government's 2010 dietary guidelines. The retracted studies included a 2013 report funded by USDA that said students would choose more healthful meals at school if they were allowed to order lunch before going to the cafeteria. Gemma said it was retracting the studies because Cornell University couldn't provide supporting data after the research was challenged. Wensink has been accused in press reports of doing sloppy work and several other studies were previously retracted. But he says in an email to AgriPulse that the data questioned in the JAMA studies appear to involve boxes and boxes of surveys that he and his fellow researchers didn't save. He says he has the electronic data. In a note to his fellow researchers yesterday, he said, I'm very proud of all these papers and all the work we've done together. USDA clearing Asian catfish. Roughly half the catfish Americans eat every year is already imported from Vietnam, China, or Thailand. But after years of audits and inspections, USDA is now proposing to give the three countries final clearance to export to the U.S. Congress mandated that the FDA hand over regulatory responsibility of catfish inspection to the USDA in the 2014 Farm Bill, and foreign exporters were then told they would have to prove that their food safety systems were equivalent to strict U.S. regulations. In the meantime, registered exporters were allowed to keep shipping catfish to the U.S. as a part of the transition to the new USDA rules. There was widespread doubt, especially from U.S. catfish farmers, that Vietnam, China, and Thailand would get the final clearance by USDA and that imports from those countries would drop sharply. Well, that didn't happen. John Connolly, president of the National Fisheries Institute, lauded the USDA decision. He said, catfish, like other seafood, has been and will remain a safe and nutritious meal for American families. We commend FSIS for its hard work in this process. Well, here's today's She Said It. Last night, I had cereal with milk for the first time. Life-changing. That reality show star Kylie Jenner on her Twitter feed. Her remark prompted the folks at the National Farmers Union to think about dairy producers. Fingers crossed Kylie Jenner will revitalize the dairy industry by inspiring her 25 million followers to drink more milk. That in a tweet from the National Farmers Union. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, September 20th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.